0: All right, let's get started. Welcome everybody to the Ag Market Network. Uh, this uh, Friday, the October the twelfth edition of our program. We want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, special thanks to our sponsor, FiberMax and Stoneville Seed, and uh, we want to also thank our speakers for joining us today. We are led today by Gerald Nieper. Gerald, thanks for uh, kicking it off this morning.
1: Well, thank you, Pat. Uh, it's a real pleasure today, of course. You know, yesterday USDA came out with uh, the world supply-demand numbers, and uh, it was almost a, a, a nothing burger, as, as somebody might say somewhere. But uh, it certainly wasn't too thrilling. Let's start with the, the U.S. production number. They raised U.S. production 81,000 bales, and and uh, uh, you know maybe not. Uh, it was down 91,000 in the southeast. You know, 15,000, up 15,000 in the Mid-South and up 180,000 bales in Texas and Oklahoma, plus 200,000 bales in Texas and and minus 20,000 in Oklahoma, with some very, very, very minor changes in the the Far West. You know, interestingly enough, in in Texas, of course, uh, in the 1N, 2N, 1S, and 2S areas of the High Plains, those were up 240,000 bales which means that the rest of the state was down 40,000 bales. They made a fairly significant uh, adjustment to the, uh, um, uh, to the uh, Upper Coastal Bend, took that down by about 120,000 bales, um, and then there were some, some minor increases in other areas. But uh, So a lot of changes in Texas, but the net result was up 200,000 bales in, in Texas. Um, what's really going to be uh, fascinating will be next month, um, once they uh, assess the damage to the, uh, to the crop in, in southern Alabama and particularly in Georgia after Hurricane Michael made its way through there. Um, you know, it's just amazing. I think it was still a hurricane, a Category 1 hurricane, as it was going through central Georgia. There are estimates that range anywhere from a losses of, you know, maybe a half a million bales up to a million bales of, of losses, uh, throughout the uh, southeast primarily in Georgia um, the uh, uh before we got started with this talk we were just uh, discussing that, that there were some videos out that uh, make it look like some of those fields were just completely stripped whatever was there before is is no longer there um, so it's just uh, quite devastating for some of those folks um USDA for uh, uh on the offtake side here in the United States, they they reduced uh, exports by 200,000 bales down to uh, 17 down to 15.5 million. I think that was the correct thing to do. Um, it just seems like demand has been really lacking lately. Um, people are mentioning that, that inquiries seem to be slowing down, and certainly uh, sales aren't that great. But today's export sales were, were not so bad. You know, 183,000 bales of of new crop or of of new sales, uh, mostly to Vietnam, there were 65,000 bales. Unfortunately, you know, China continues to to cancel uh, cotton. Um, 81,800 bales were canceled this week for for 2018 uh, delivery. But for 2019 delivery, China added 136,400 bales, so things seem to be shifting into the next crop year. And I'm sure it's, it's all tariff-related uh, uh, stuff right now, but uh, very, very uh, very disappointing. Um, particularly if we're gonna get the 15.5, we kinda need to pick up the pace a little bit. And I'm sure there's some reluctance out there uh, to offer cotton um, until this stuff starts coming off in big bigger volumes. I don't think the qualities have been uh, nearly what people have been looking for, um, and so uh, it's, I'm sure people are just a little, a little reluctant to, to offer cotton. Um, as we go to the world situation, the uh, um, you know the big surprise of the day was uh, was India. Um, USDA decided to make to go back to the 2000s and two crop here, and start making some minor changes in both production and consumption. Um, those minor changes eventually added up to about a 2 million bale reduction in ending stocks. Um, then USDA just decided, well, we're just going to lop off some stocks through the uh, through the loss column. They lopped off another 900,000 bales in ending stocks in, in India. So 2.9 million bales. Uh, between 2002 and 2018, and, and ending stock reduction, um, it still puts them probably a little bit higher than where other folks are sitting as far as uh, uh, ending stocks are concerned. But uh, at least they made a, you know, made an effort to go ahead and, and reduce those stocks through there. That got the market somewhat excited. I think when people realize, oh, you know, look at this, a three billion barrel reduction in world ending stocks. Uh, the market went up, then it came right back down again. So the market hasn't had any real nervousness about it as far as the shorts are concerned. That's for darn sure. Um, Australian production was reduced to 500,000 bales. Uh, turkey consumption was reduced to 200,000 bales. And I think, and and their imports were reduced to 400,000 bales. And I'm sure that's probably what led USDA to reduce. U.S. exports a little bit anyway was the uh, was a reduction in in, uh, in Turkey there. Um, the U.S. ending stock number with a decrease in uh, uh, exports and a minor increase in production. That ended up uh, U.S. ending stocks ended up at five million bales. That's uh, that's the largest number since 2008. Um, of course, obviously. Hurricane Michael could change things in a hurry. I mean, if you're at five million bales and you lose a million bales in in, uh, production, you know, all of a sudden you're back down to four million bales, which is uh, much more manageable and uh, would suggest that possibly a little bit better prices are are coming down the road. One thing that uh, I think we should uh, talk about, I think it's uh, from time to time, we talk about the uh, machine pick crops around the world. Um, the U.S., Australia, Brazil, Spain, and Greece, um, you know, plen- there seems to be plentiful supplies. If you look at beginning stocks of, of these five countries, you're sitting at 15 million bales. If you're looking at an estimated 34 million bales in, in production, total supplies of, of 50 million bales, There, machine-picked cotton. Um, that's up a million six from, from last year and up four million bales from from 2015. Um, so you've got 50 million bales in total supplies. You've got about 7 million bales in domestic consumption. So there's plentiful, seem to be plentiful amounts of cotton out there from the machine-pick countries for, for the world to, uh, uh, to to look over and decide which ones they want to buy. So exportable supplies they are estimated around 41 million bales of cotton. So there's, uh, and maybe that explains why this market, in spite of the hurricane, in, in spite of the, uh, the tremendous losses, uh, that should have occurred over the last, uh, uh, month or so with the two big storms, uh, one hitting the East Coast and one hitting the Gulf Shores that, uh, uh, that production just doesn't seem to matter too much right now as far as the U.S. is concerned. Uh, the, uh. Uh, Pat, that's about all I've got to say. You know, one thing I think we should mention is, of course, that you know, U.S. currency is is fairly strong. Interest rates are picking up. You've got a lot of nervousness out there with the uh, with the stock market uh, being down over the, the past two days. I don't know what the the call is for to, for today, but uh, uh, certainly the stock market uh, hasn't given anybody any comfort here recently. It remains to be seen whether it's just a normal correction or it's a, it's the a start of something uh, uh, something more ominous, particularly if the Fed continues to raise rates. Uh, uh, you know, unemployment rate here in the United States is at, a, what, a 50-year low? Um, interest rates have been historically low for, for quite some time now, and even minor adjustments in, in the interest rate start spooking people, but once you start raising the interest rate, that has an impact on the U.S. currency, and that certainly doesn't help uh, exports of, of cotton or anything for that matter if it's dependent on uh, on a cheaper U.S. dollar. So there's a lot of crosswinds out there um, right now, With uh, uh, and, and it's difficult to know what's, what's going to take hold here. You know, is it going to be economic worries out there that are going to impact, uh, possibly impact consumption um, or, you know, the value of the currency, you know, uh, moving around. The uh, Chinese uh, RMB fell last night against the U.S. dollar. you know, just everything seems to be falling against the U.S. dollar, and that's uh, that's certainly starting to put some kind of a, a crippling effect, I think, on on the competitiveness of, of U.S. cotton. Um, you know, to to stay competitive, if your currency is going up, you know, prices have to to move lower. Um, but uh, you know, when you start losing a million bales here and there, you know, that's going to that's going to provide some support underneath this market. Um, I would uh, certainly, at this point in the program, be welcome any other comments or things that I might have uh, uh, not touched upon that uh, pe- people feel relevant to uh, uh, to discuss. Thank well, you, Well,
0: thank you. Before we get into that, let me give you just a quick update on some things. Cotton uh, and, and Kip mentioned the, the export sales, 21,800, uh, but it was due to a cancellation from China. It appears for the third week, China's just rolled that cotton to new crop. Uh, they canceled eighty-five thousand nine hundred upland, and, and then I see that they have they have ninety-one thousand one hundred sales reported for new crop. I think that's right. know oh, no, uh, ninety thousand two hundred. Now cotton's up one hundred and forty-seven right now in the December. Uh, up one hundred and fifty at seventy-eight thirty-one. You did mention the the stock the stock market. We've seen that in the last two days. The synthetic or the, the futures right now indicate the Dow will open up 369. So we are getting a little relief there uh, at the moment, and maybe that's part of the reason that that, that uh, these markets are stabilizing some. Uh, so let's just open it up for any comments about the crop report or anything else anybody would like to say. good
2: could
0: uh,
3: uh,
2: highlight it. Two things I uh, heard Gerald say about uh, first slow business and also the you know production the U.S. production uh, influence perhaps not being so high. I was uh, I was down in the coastal Bend at a meeting I guess last week had a conversation with a local. Buyer down there, who told me? You know, usually this time of the year, you know, South Texas new crop is the, you know the first new crop, and it's usually in very high demand. And he said he has never in his life, and I'm judging him to be in his upper 50s, he's never seen. There's just there's no inquiries, there's no business. He sends recaps to people and doesn't get responses. N- nobody's buying anything, and uh, it was it was shocking to him. And I got back to the office and called a few other Texas uh, merchant firm representatives it, who, you know, basically said, yeah, you know, between turkey melting down and the China question and questions about new crop supplies, you know, quality across the belts, you know, people just don't want to go out on a limb. And so, uh, yeah, d- business is definitely uh, slow
0: off. Anybody else got any comments? We, had, we do have some, some things coming in from farmers that are being texted me. I, I'll, I'll bring up if, if, when we get through with our comments.
4: I think Gerald did an excellent job, so maybe we need to go to the, uh, to the comments. Uh, any questions you might have picked up oh, Okay. Now? Well, one thing,
0: and we're, we've been hearing this for a couple of days, there is a freeze warning just north of Lubbock coming in Sunday and, and Monday night. And that's some comments coming in this morning. It says light freeze uh, Sunday night and hard freeze from Lubbock North on Monday night. And the comment is, we'll slam Panhandle worse, calling low to mid-20s there, where the highest yielding cotton is, uh, but also shorted uh, heat units. And then that same person that sent that had, had made this comment we have a heck of a crisis right now trying to get this stuff sprayed i guess with the with this weather coming uh, uh with a bowl opener before it freezes it's too wet for ground rigs and expecting rain saturday and sunday with freezes sunday and monday so we got something going on there that's not being talked about a whole lot and um uh, so anyway, I didn't know if anybody had any thought, any information on that. Cotton is right up, uh, is right now up 150 at 78.32, uh, and, and the other markets are up. Grains had, grains, the soybeans and corn had really good export figures, 1.5 million metric tons for both corn and beans. And so we're getting a little bit stuff going on here, but OAS, based on your contacts over in the in the south. In the southeast, what are you hearing about Georgia? Well, it's it, very much as you
3: said. It's uh, almost as if a tornado came through. Uh, the, the fields were, in fact, stripped, as you said. Uh, there's a bit of a lodging problem at a number of places. That uh, uh, if it was able to lodge
2: before it got
3: knocked off, then there's a good chance that, that when those plants stand back up. We can harvest some, but uh, it is still very much up in the air, and everything I have talked, everyone I have talked with said they just had guesses at this stage. They had not been able to get out and make a tour. But I, I would expect to see, I'm not going to boohoo 600,000 to a million bales, but I think obviously my low point would be of 250,000 bales that, that's lost, and we'll just uh, tend to go up from there. Uh, on that basis. You know, what we thought, what some thought was lost in North Carolina last month, uh, USDA certainly didn't show that in their report yesterday. So, it's, in general, we tend to overdo the losses, but this was,
2: as everybody has been a bit of a different storm. Well, I might add that... Based on my Harvey going through the Harvey experience, but these storm losses take a while to account for. You know, some the fields that aren't completely obliterated are sitting there strung out, and an adjuster has to come and make a judgment about whether that's harvestable or not. You know, it's all got to dry out and do something with it, either plow it up or or harvest it, and and it stretches out into a longer period of time. So, you know this isn't all going to be sorted out and accounted for by the november crop board that's for sure
4: all right any any other thoughts just just a quick comment i know that made some adjustments to india stocks over uh as Gerald pointed out part of 2002 um, the current situation i think the market is really looking at the, the consumption side uh, the balance sheet right now. I'm wondering, as uh, Gerald pointed out, because of the exchange rate, uh, potential GDP declines, particularly outside the U.S. IMF reduced theirs a little bit. Uh, the emphasis is all on: are we going to maintain consumption? I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think India is uh, probably got a a million plus bales uh, decline in the next couple of reports with so. Um, we may get in a situation where we're concentrating so much on the consumption side and the potential worries over financial markets and so on that we're just not really paying attention very well to the price line. Uh, I'm not raisingly bullish this market, but I think we got to be real careful about uh, the short-term sort of market reaction that that's certainly soft on the consumption side that may not exist. Uh, all the extra prices have not uh, fallen much off our old highs here they made recently. Uh, and in comparison, in China, cotton is still a lot more attractive there. So I know we're in a declining market, and, and we're some people. And I know I'm a little surprised if we haven't a little bit more of the reaction to the market to the supply compared. Um We could just be getting a little bit
0: complacent. Any other comments, Kip? You you mean
1: complacent on uh, um, on prices that things have maybe a
2: a little bit more
1: uh, more umph to it, you know? And and maybe that's what this market's been doing. I mean, what has it been? Almost two weeks now or something. We just sat here and traded basically between seventy five and 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 just below 78 cents um i suppose if you want it bullish you know you want this thing to sit here and build a, a nice strong base of of support between 75 and 78 cents and uh we, we finally i guess broke above
0: 78 cents today
1: pat what's the high yeah. been? Seventy eight thirty or something we're, we're right now at uh, 78.41 up
0: 160 with a high of 78.45
1: okay that's uh You know that's a great start. If we can get above seventy nine sixty, I think uh, I think we'll be on our way to eighty one to eighty two cents. But uh, you know, again, hopefully we can we can close higher. You know, we've had these runs, and then the market just collapses at the end of the day. And uh, you know, even as good as yesterday was, what we ended up closing up one point. So. um, you know, a lot of volatility. Um, we've actually had some fairly wide trading ranges um, the, the last few days, and um, the, the, the market settles, you know, a little higher, a little lower. But it's telling me that uh, a lot of indecision in here. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, I think, uh, a lot of ownership is changing hands. I, th- I think the trade is generally. A little friendlier than the than the speculators are we saw that in the commitment of traders' report last week um I'm sure we'll see something very similar this week where I think the trade is uh is getting slowly but surely getting out of their shorts and and even putting longs on and the, the speculators are uh, are are getting out because the market's not doing anything much anything much fun for them so um it's this it, this may be this may to Kip's point, this may be a you know, a turning point in, in the marketplace.
3: Well, that's a very good comment, Gerald, Kip. Uh we do see that the trade has become more aggressive in supporting the sporting market. And uh I think that will in fact probably keep us off of the uh seventy five cents <laughs> bottom that uh, that that could could exist. Uh and and keep keep us above the seventy-five cent area now I'm continuing to push above this seventy-eight and can, as gerald says get uh, close up above seventy nine uh... could be very very
0: positive it would certainly be time all right and any any other comments before we get into our price projections <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just keep talking, guys. You know, <laughs> we're all gonna talk about
0: price today. Yeah. Well, you can you can pass if you want. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna let you go. Oh, hey, we're gonna let you go last, so that that'll work out. Oh,
3: good.
1: Out. Thank you. <laughs> I agree with everybody.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's have yeah. it. Well, uh, <laughs> Go I'll go
1: ahead and start. Just uh, uh, you know, seventy-five thirty-seven. That was the low what a uh, couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, I think I think that's going to hold unless you know, unless we have some kind of a meltdown in the stock market and that feeds through to everything else. Um, I, I, I think seventy-five thirty-seven is going to hold. Um, if we can close above seventy-eight cents today. Um, at least in the upper half of the daily range, you know, this thing will, will look a lot better. Um, and uh, so 75 cents, 75.37, um, you know, that should be the bottom for this, for this thing for, for some time. But uh, I think that uh, we're going to – it's going to take a lot of work to get back up into the uh, um, 82 to 83 cent area. So I think for the time being – you know, um, let's call it a, you know a target price, if you will, for for cotton of uh, of around eighty three cents. Okay, John.
2: I'm going to say $0.75, seventy five, eighty five. Not thinking as as critically as Gerald just was, but just to say ten cent
0: range.
3: Pardon me. Is everyone hearing, John? I'm
0: I'm not. It's a, like bit, it's a little bit. It's a. some static Damn. there. John, did you Driving say? Seventy-five. John, did you 65. say seventy? Seventy-five up to what?
2: Eighty-five.
0: Okay. All right. I thought you said that.
4: Okay, Kip. Um, I can't argue. I'm. I'm thinking a sideways kind of market. I think seventy-five cents is probably the, the low end. I, I. I agree with that. I hate to. Hate to be in the same camp with everybody else. I do think though that the yarn prices have not fallen much so I'm probably a little bit more uh, bullish than the two fellows that just spoke uh, 85 cents I I think we've got potential of course to go higher because I'm a little uh, a little bearish to crop size particularly outside the US I see two or three places out there that could be problematic uh, and of course I'd I agree with Gerald. Uh, well, you know, all the speakers, I think that this, this hurricanes probably have a bigger impact uh, than, than we think. So I'm I'm not going to argue with 75 to 85, but you know my bias would be me. we might blow through the 85 at some point if the supply concerns I have actually are realized. Okay, OA.
3: Well, Kip, I too have some uh, very specific international crop size. Issues. I think that will come to bear. I was actually a bit surprised, this this spot for yesterday that USDA did not choose to uh, adjust the Indian crop size. Uh, to their credit, I guess they were so involved in adjusting historical stocks in India uh, that uh, that they just didn't. That they left this year's crop alone. I would say I uh, give them a big thank you for adjusting their Indian database, but I still think they probably only got somewhere between half or three-quarters of the way doing what they needed to do. But uh, nonetheless, the market, uh, I, I feel, is is responding to those numbers yesterday. Uh, still very, very problem with the idea of two weeks in a row just selling 20,000 or so net bails. Uh but... I think all that's tied up with Turkey and China, and as we move down the road, uh, U.S. exports will pick up. Uh, The other countries will be coming to the U.S. to take up the slack that uh, 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 that China's given us with Brazil and the Greeks uh, selling cotton over there. it's, I think it's real key that the Australian crop was down half a million bales. I think it's very realistic. could even be smaller. But uh, at this point, it's, we'll just call it realistic. But that could give us some hope later on in, in moving some crop. The bigger issue with respect to prices, I think, is the quality that we can, we're going to be able to find. And the quality is going to be in short supply. I had the bottom somewhere around seventy four and a half. Hopefully, this seventy five and a half does hold. But I too am bullish as we move out because we will begin to see our exports pick up. Uh, I guess I'm still, excuse me, a little concerned going uh, above eighty five cents, simply because we, this this Chinese situation could last longer than. Uh, than anticipated, don't get me wrong, I'm still very much in favor of the of the tariff, but we're going to have to make sure we can get through the short run with that situation with the uh, benefits to the to the grower being limited with respect to to payments the the tariff assistance being subject to Payment limitations, it uh, really doesn't help a large number of farmers. It's just non existent. So uh, that's going to be very problematic in getting them through the year. But I do still think we'll come back into the mid uh, mid ages.
0: Okay. Well, I'll give you one last look at the market. We're up 190, 78, up 193 is 78, 74, uh, with a high of 78. 78 just made that so we're up almost 200 right now so we'll see uh as yeah. uh as gerald said we we just made it to hold yeah that's close. Yes. Hey, it
4: is. W- yeah what, one quick comment i'd like to make uh, to kind of follow up on what uh what oa was talking about he's a little concerned about the export sales just kind of not doing very well the past several weeks we tend to forget we came in here with a record high level of sales. These mills don't really need cotton right now. They don't need U.S. cotton. And I think that, uh, you know, we're in a scenario where we shouldn't make a lot of sales here. I agree with his thought that, uh, that we're probably going to pick up with sales as the year progresses. Uh, so, you know, if the market's responding to, to small export sales each week, I, I think that's just the wrong way to think about it. We came in with huge sales. The mills don't need to buy U.S. cotton right now. It may be a month or so before they come in here to really start picking up. So just a comment regarding the the light export sales. I'm not as concerned as many people are, at least not right now. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's wrap up our
0: meeting. We want to uh, thank uh, our sponsor, FiberMax and uh, Stoneville Seed for sponsoring us uh, today. They make this possible. Uh, Thanks to our speakers. Special thanks to Gerald Nieper for leading us today. And that concludes this edition of our Ag Market Network monthly call. Thanks to everybody.
4: Thank you, Brad.